You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here today with Jill Saxon, OD. Dr. Saxon is the Executive Director of Professional Strategies at Bausch & Lomb. Today, in honor of Veterans Day, we're talking about the lessons learned in the military. Dr. Saxon spent eight years in the Navy and left active duty service as a lieutenant in the U.S. Naval Reserve. Thank you for your service, Dr. Saxon, and thanks for being here. The pleasure is all mine, Marjolyn, and I'm glad to be here with you. So tell us a little bit about how you came to uh, start your career in the Navy. Gosh, that certainly could be a really long story, but the reality is the first time I was introduced to the idea of joining the military or joining the Navy was actually during a student awareness program while I was at SUNY, where there were organizations that had come in, they had tables, they were sharing information on what they could provide to optometry students and to optometrists, kind of like a vendor fair. And of course, there's a woman standing there in uniform, and compared to many of the other people that were there, uh, she stood out. And as I walked up to the table, I sort of thought to myself, what probably most people think of when they think about the military, what would they possibly be doing here at an optometry school? Because the military is a place for war fighters, and that's probably about all. But certainly, that's not the case. And I quickly realized that my understanding of the military was extremely limited. Um, and I also learned how important every single role could be for members of the military that I just hadn't even thought of. I hadn't thought of different ways that people might be part of the military, things like logistics or public affairs, obviously medicine, but even clergy. So I stood there with her. I learned more and I kind of got a little excited, frankly, simply just about learning what it was, what it could mean for me, what it could mean for an optometrist what the opportunity was, not just the educational support, obviously financial and, and grant process, but just to be able to experience some of the things that the military could offer, the best training in the world at some of the best places in the world. So there I was, I found myself asking a lot of questions and the future obviously was right in my hands, right in front of me. That's fantastic. So essentially you, you went to, to and through optometry school as a, um, a member of the Navy. Correct. And then you were in active service after that. How, what, what did that consist of? Well, so while I was in school, my primary role was simply to be a student. Of course, I graduated on a Sunday and Monday morning, I needed to report right to the Naval Hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. So there I was in my uniform, ready to go, a brand new graduate and walked into an eye clinic with 40 people now working for me and five optometry students and five ophthalmology residents and ready to hit the ground running, needless to say. So part of uh, learning in the military is thinking on your feet and getting right after it. And that's exactly what I was taught from the moment I graduated till those lessons that I carry through today. That's fantastic. And where did your career take you? I mean, did you spend most of your active duty time in Bethesda? I did. You know, the interesting thing about the military, though, is that you never really only have one job function. So while my role was to be a clinical optometrist, I was signed to that great big hospital ship. You've probably seen it and everybody listening's probably seen it. It's great big and white and it's got a great big red cross on it. It's called the U.S. Naval Ship Comfort here on the East Coast. and There's one on the West Coast. But that was my assignment. However, when that duty, when that ship was in port, 
I was assigned to the Naval Hospital. So I was there in Bethesda and I did work not just there, but at the Pentagon and Supreme Court and many other places around the national capital area and had the opportunity to take care of our nation's heroes and their families, those that were returning home from the war, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom, and just a unique experience all over that national capital area that is unparalleled to anything I could have ever expected uh, from an educational standpoint, both personally, certainly, and professionally. So I'm sure you saw some unusual ocular uh, conditions, too, with these service members who were returning back from from deployments. Absolutely. And one of the unique things about being stationed at the Naval Hospital in Bethesda is that we were where the medevacs would bring home our soldiers, our sailors, our airmen, everybody home from Germany. And so the Marine Corps falling under the jurisdiction of the Navy, the majority of our patients were either from Naval Service or from the Marine Corps. Of course, we saw everybody and their families, but absolutely, we saw things that I think I probably as a student only thought I would have read about and having the opportunity to experience it both inside and outside of a surgical suite, as well as taking care of these patients pre and post-operatively was fascinating. One thing I will say, unique to the military that they've done to help protect our soldiers, our, our airmen, our sailors, and everybody, is with the incorporation of the requirement of polycarbonate protection of their eyes has really limited a lot of the extreme situations that we may have seen in years past. So it was really wonderful as a practitioner, specifically as an eye care practitioner, to be able to see fewer and fewer of these ocular emergencies that we might have expected in some of our previous engagements in, in war. So when it came time to leave the military, what were the the what were your whys as you made career choices? Well, Marjolyn, it's actually I think my whys began with the opportunity to join the military which was amazing and wonderful. And there's so much pride I have in having had the opportunity to be part of the United States Navy, be part of the military and give more to our country than simply being an optometrist, but being an optometrist for our armed forces and their family members. Then when it was time to leave, my why was the opportunity to go home to New Jersey and be part of my community and give back to the place where I grew up, my friends, my family, my teachers, all of our loved ones, and be part of that community in a different but meaningful way. And then my why when I joined Bausch & Lomb was again the opportunity to give back, but in this capacity to give back more. So instead of having the opportunity to give back on a one-on-one -on -one basis to those patients I saw every day, I now have the opportunity to help thousands of optometrists all over the country and frankly, all over the world to help even more of their patients as they continue to take care of our nation. So I guess it all comes down to the opportunity, the opportunity to do more. So what's, what's similar? Um, we can talk about what's different too, but what, what kind of, uh, values, learning are uniform through, throughout all of these places where you've been? I'd say the most important thing <laughs> is always pushing oneself to be a lifelong learner and to continue to make a difference. So whether it was the time in the military and learning skills or skill sets that I hadn't been prepared for, or taking care of patients in situations that I hadn't been prepared for, to coming home and doing what many might think is routine, but eye care is never a routine profession, to then making the decision to try Bausch & Lomb in another area in which I never expected I would have the opportunity to do things or change things 
within our profession in a way in which that I could push the limits of what I knew or frankly didn't know at the time. So the ongoing challenge of doing things different is really what was actually the same. Right? <laughs> That's nice. So now in, in your role uh, with professional strategy, do you call on lessons learned from the military? Oh, gosh, every single day. And I think it goes so far beyond even just my role in professional strategy. I think some of the things that I learned in the military were those lessons in life that just prepare us for every single day. And gosh, there are so many lessons. I think every day in the military is lesson, frankly. But there are several that sort of stand out to me on a personal note that have allowed me to both help myself and help my children and my family continue to push ourselves to be better and different every day. And I tried to narrow them down to three, but really I came up with four that I think are lessons I'd love to be able to share that have helped me both in my military career and then beyond my military career. The first one you probably expect, Marjolyn, is that there's no I in teamwork. There's no individual prizes. There's no one person wins. But firstly, in the military, your job is to support those around you, those that are within your direct network and those that are outside your network. And it's always one team. And as a leader, what that meant was that it was your responsibility to make sure that your team or the teams around you always function to the best of their capabilities. And you're only as strong as the weakest person. So, so what's, a, uh, what's a second lesson? So a second lesson I think is really important is preparedness. So whether you're getting ready to give a presentation, whether you're getting ready to go in and see a patient, whether you're getting ready to have a conversation with the person next to you, one of the most important things that I learned was being prepared, being prepared for whatever direction you might go, whatever direction that conversation might take you, being prepared if it's a patient in front of you for what questions they might ask, or now in business with Bausch and Lam, what those around you may need to help them to become more successful with whatever you're providing for them. Thirdly, okay, thank you. Then thirdly, I think is a key lesson that we learned, particularly in the hospital, which is improvising. And there's a very famous quote by Mike Tyson that everyone's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth. And one of those lessons that we learn in the military is that you can plan all you want, but life's going to happen around you. And if you have the ability to improvise and make changes right on the fly and be wildly successful, with improvising and help those around you do the exact same thing, then you'll continue to be successful. And that's not at all different from a role within industry, whether it's here at Bausch & Lomb or any other job or career you might have, is things will always get in your way. You'll have bumps in the road and barriers that come in front of you. And if you have the ability to improvise and make change, you're going to continue to be successful as an individual and continue to help those around you to become successful. And that's certainly something that uh, uh, doctors in practice face, too. I mean, you can have your carefully laid out plan for the day right, until that first emergency patient walks in. That's right. And it's usually that first one. It can set you off. So you figure out how to leverage your team, improvise, and you'll continue to be, be successful. Great. And do you have a fourth lesson? Yeah, the last one is really about results. And certainly the military stresses it, right? Where results matter. It doesn't matter whether you try your best if you don't have the results to prove it. And the way that I see that happening in whether it's in private practice and seeing patients or whether it's within my role here at Bausch & Lomb or any others within industry, 
as long as you're getting your job done and doing it successfully, it doesn't matter if you spend one hour doing it or you spent one week doing it, doing the right thing and achieving the results that the business needs or that your patients needs is really what matters at the end of the day is taking care of the job at hand. These are lessons that that life delivers, you know, from from that punch in the mouth to, to, to the best laid plans, getting upset. But how do you think that it is that the, the military helped you maybe distill that more, more quickly or more succinctly? I think that's a great question. And Marjolaine, it goes right back to maybe my misconception of what the military was, is that the military was made just for a warfighter, and that's not at all the case. The reality is, is that your career, your profession, if you have the opportunity to experience it through the military, brings you something different every single day. And you can't necessarily be completely prepared for that, but if you can give yourself a level of preparedness so that when a barrier is placed in front of you, you can be agile and move around that barrier, then you're going to be successful. And that was something in the military we experienced almost every day and figuring out our way around those barriers to continue to be successful and help those around you be successful was a major lesson learned as part of my time while I was active duty. Do optometrists or those considering this as a profession know enough about the military options, do you think? I'm not entirely sure. My personal experience was that I didn't. So now I feel as though I have a personal responsibility to share with the world that this is an opportunity that the future of our profession can take advantage of. And so I would encourage anybody that's listening today or anybody that may even know somebody that's interested to reach out. We have this beautiful network of optometrists within our profession, and there are opportunities out there for so many people. And if we have an opportunity to help influence those to ask those questions and help others to talk, to listen, to learn from those that have gone before, then maybe we have an opportunity to open doors for folks that may just not have considered the military as a way in which to gain some career experience and advance optometry or their professional career in such a way that may not have crossed their path in, mm-hmm. in any other opportunity. So what do you tell these people? You're, you're at an exhibit hall, you're, you're wearing your uniform, you're part of AFOS. Um, people must come up and ask you questions. What do you, what do you say to them? So Marjolaine, somebody once in life gave me this advice. They said, at first, just say yes, and you'll figure the rest out later. And some might think that that's kind of a bold statement, and frankly, it is. But for me, that's how I've been able to live my life. I said yes to the military. I said yes to coming back to private practice. I said yes to joining Bausch and Lam. And each one of those yeses may have been moments that I didn't think I was prepared for, but each one became part of my own journey. And if I can help inspire others along their journey, whether it's an opportunity for them to join the military and learn from the opportunities and career successes that we've had and push us to become better in what we do, then I'd love to be able to share my experiences and bring them along the journey that I've had and hopefully inspire them to continue their journey for the future. So, so speaking of the future, why is it important to you and, and for ODs practicing today to mentor the next generation? Well, frankly, the next generation of optometrists are literally our future. They're the future of our profession. They're our future leaders. They're the ones that are going to continue either what we've started or what we as optometrists have continued from those that came before us. And frankly, I'm really excited for all of them. Of course, optometry has changed quite a bit, but so does everything in life. 
And I think that as optometrists today, it's our responsibility to prepare them. Just like one of those lessons that I learned in the Navy. Our next generation of optometry has the potential to be better equipped than we ever were. There's just more information out there for them. And they're eager to learn it all. They want it. They're hungry for all that knowledge. If we can simply inspire them to come along with us on our journey and learn from the steps we've taken, and maybe even take some with us, then they have the opportunity to begin their journey or to continue their journey where ours ends. And the pathway for the future of optometry can just continue to remain as strong as it is today, maybe evolve a little bit. But with the future leaders that I know we have, I'm confident that we're going to be in great hands. That's fantastic. Dr. Saxon, thank you. Thanks to all the other military ODs who are listening. Thanks for your service and thanks for your time. The pleasure is mine. It's great to be here with you today, Marjolaine. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WO Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com through our website at womeninoptometry.com through Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.